Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome into a unique, slightly different, not quite normal. Of course, we're not normal here on the Big Ten Show. Anyways, you're welcome for that Big Ten Show this week. Addition to the Big Ten Show this week, Jeff is not in attendance today. My son Jacob and I are traveling so I am not in my fancy smancy studio with the fancy smancy banner behind me with my fancy smancy collared shirt or V-necks. I'm just sporting a regular shirt that says football, at least. Uh, but we're on the road. So this is a unique addition to the Big Ten Show. All right, the Big Ten Show, which, by the way, is brought to you by Bookmaker. Check out our friends at bookmaker.eu. Great parlays, teasers, straight bets, and more. Easy ways to deposit with huge bonuses and easy payouts. Bookmaker.eu. EU tweet at bookmaker underscore EU when you sign up and they will get you $100 free bet just signing up bookmaker.eu. So we're going to recap all the games real quickly. Jacob, you want to come say hi? Get your butt off the hotel bed. He's just laying there doing nothing. You want to come say hi to the fine folks at home? Hello. Hi, it's my son, Jacob. How old are you? Uh, 14. What positions do you play in football? D-line tight end. All right. Do you catch touchdowns? Yep. Sack quarterbacks. Yep, that's, that's the goal. All right. And I'm proud of him. His I help coach his team. They're going to go to the Nationals in Florida here in Orlando here in December. All right. Thanks, Jacob, for making our uh, rare guest appearance. I go lay down on the hotel bed again. <laughs> We're going to do a recap of all the games. Okay. Real quick. Spend some more time on some games than others for obvious reasons. But then at the end, all right, I'm going to talk about the teams in the Big Ten that I think will end up ranked. Now, the Big Ten is not as deep as we would like to think that it is. The SEC every year, oh, we're the best conference, we're the best conference. No, you're just top-heavy because the bottom half of your conference stinks. Well, this year is no different, except they're not even as top-heavy as they used to be. All right, LSU ain't that great. Alabama's Alabama, but they still ain't Alabama. Kentucky's really good. Who the heck's Florida? You know, um, so the Big Ten. I think we've got about six teams at the end of the year that are going to end up ranked. I'm just going to be real with you. There's a couple from the Big Ten West, but it is Big Ten East heavy, but I'll save that for the end of the show. And before, okay, we light this candle with the recap of all the games, getting into the teams that I think are going to end up ranked and where I think they're going to be ranked and what their final records are going to be and who's going to be our Big Ten champ, who's going to be in the championship game, who's going to be in the CFP college football playoff. Before we get to all that at the end of the show, okay, we're going to dive through these games, but before we do that, make sure uh, you see what our friends at Jacobs and C Company are all about you're healthy, hybrid advantage. Farmers, thanks for watching the Big Ten show, but we can give you more than just great Big Ten coverage. We can help you with your fields. Go to jacobsonseed.com. That's jacobsonseed.com. All right, Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy, hybrid advantage. All right, teams with bye weeks this week, teams who decided not to show up for work are Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Jeff Turn. Hi, Jeff. Love you. All right. Now, the two biggest probably brands that were on display this weekend, all right, uh, you can talk about how good they are or not when it comes to both teams. Uh, one team is significantly better than the other. Obviously, that was on display very quickly yesterday. But the two biggest brands that played each other yesterday in the Big Ten Conference were Michigan and Nebraska. All right, the, the Wolverines scored on their first three possessions all right, and led 28-0 to at halftime. Michigan's defense came in the number one scoring defense in the country, 5.8 points per game they were allowing. All right, the Wolverines won this contest 45-7 to after holding Nebraska to zero points 
until wide receiver turned to running back. And he may have gotten in trouble at one point, I believe. I have to go back and double-check this for being overweight. Okay, Joshua Fleek scored on a long touchdown run to give the Huskers their lone touchdown with about five minutes to go. This is probably the most impressive game so far this year for Michigan. They really hadn't looked that impressive. They hadn't faced great competition or big brand names yet. They hadn't had to open up the playbook. Okay, and this is probably the most impressive. This is the most impressive they looked so far this year. They finally, in my opinion, look like the number two team in the country. This was a dominant performance. Okay, J.J. McCarthy, all right, he looks comfortable this year. He didn't really look comfortable last year, maybe until the Ohio State game, so to speak. He looks much more comfortable this year, much more fluid. Okay, decision-making is quick, much quicker, and then quick in general. He had two touchdown passes and a touchdown run as well. People don't realize uh, what he can do with his feet. He's actually pretty athletic and smooth with his feet as well. So if you're a Wolverine fan, you feel pretty good about your team today. If you're a Husker fan, uh, you're just thanking the Lord that that game is over. All right, Iowa beats Michigan State. Now, this was actually an intriguing game to me. I know neither team is is wowing to watch or exciting to watch, but Michigan State is that team that should be much better than they are. Iowa is that team that should be much more impressive than they have been. Okay, now their record is 4-1. That's what they're going to point to, and that's all they care about. And really, there's a lot of teams out there that would take that record. But Cade McNamara left the game in the first quarter with a leg injury. Iowa still found a way to win and surpass that 25-point mark that is uh, oh so infamous at this point. Okay, and they won the game 26 to 16. All right. These are two teams, in my opinion, with two with big question marks. As much or more than anybody in the Big Ten Conference, I would put Nebraska up there with question marks. I would put Illinois. What the heck's going on with those guys? You know, Maryland has question marks, but in a good way. Like, just how good are you? And they're going to find out real quick next week when they play the Buckeyes, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. All right. The Hawkeyes found a way to win. You got to give them credit. They're, they're, they're never fancy smancy. Sometimes not uber and entertaining at all, but they find ways to win more often than not. All right, and this was helped by Cooper DeJong's 70-yard punt return with under four minutes left in the game. And this was returned for a touchdown, okay? And then Hawkeyes recovered a fumble on Michigan State's next possession, helping seal the victory for Iowa, who's now 4-1 and one on the season. All right, Purdue. Where has this Purdue team been all year? Is this more Purdue's getting better or Illinois is just that bad, Okay. Purdue pounds Illinois, 44-19. to 19. Uh, The Fighting Illini are probably the most disappointing team in the Big Ten so far this year. I think they lost more to the NFL than people realized. And coming into the season, I think people, including myself, and I didn't think they were going to be great. I still had them in the lower half of the Big Ten. I also thought the Big Ten was going to be better. Okay, uh, but they lost more to the NFL coming into the season than people realized. Okay, the Boilermakers had a 21-point Third quarter lead, and we're able to snap a two-game losing streak while also giving head coach Ryan Walters his first home victory, also against his former team. All right, Walters was Illinois' defensive coordinator the last couple of years. All right, Maryland. Man, Maryland's a fun team to watch. They're, they're, they score points. Now, scoring points doesn't always equate to being a good team. As we know, you got to be able to play a little bit of defense. You got to be able to take care of the ball. You got to be able to be disciplined. You got to be able to do a lot of things that a lot of talented teams can do, but bad teams don't. Maryland, so far, not truly tested to this point. But I'll tell you what if you want to be good, put a tag of Viola on your team. Okay. Maryland's quarterback at 352 pass yards and accounted for all six of Maryland's TDs yesterday. All right. The Mighty Turtles. 
Terrapins are 5-0 and for the first time since 2001. And I was in high school. I was a junior in high school. And I should go back and double check this. But I'm pretty positive they won the ACC championship that year, okay, and went to the Orange Bowl. I believe they only had one loss the whole year until the Orange Bowl, where they did lose to the Orange Bowl, if I remember that correctly. So this is the first time right, the Terrapins, the Mighty Turtles, are 5-0 and since 2001. 2-0 in the conference for the first time since they joined the Big Ten in 2014. Tagovailoa's five TD passes, just one shy of a school record. Okay, Frank Reich, all right, and Frank Reich, I'm sorry, in 1984 versus Miami in the monumental comeback set the school record. Okay, and then they get to see how good they are next week. They're playing Ohio State. Ohio State just so happens to be coming off of a bye, too. You know, you think about Notre Dame, uh, a school that should be in the Big Ten, but just does whatever the heck they want to do, apparently. And I think that's only going to last so long because pretty soon you're going to have to be in a conference. Uh, and I think Notre Dame's going to have to choose. And honestly, they're, they're going to be courted. They are because they're Notre Dame and they're super special. But something in my gut tells me once the Mighty Pac-2 is no longer in the ACC, I don't think it's going to be any longer in a, in a few years. I know they added Stanford and Cal and SMU and teams that aren't all that great because they're just hanging on by a thread. Okay. I think eventually the ACC won't be around because I don't think Florida State's hanging around. I don't think Miami and Clemson are hanging around. North Carolina, Virginia are being courted, okay, by the SEC and the Big Ten, as Jeff and I have discussed here in the past. I think there's going to be three big conferences, okay, and then you're going to have a, your group of five or four or three or how many conferences those are. I think you have Big Ten, SEC, Big 12. And something in my gut, like Notre Dame just marches to the beat of their own drum times 20, and it's worked for them. I don't have to like it, but it's worked. So why would they change it? Okay. But something tells me they're going to get a ridiculous offer from the Big 12 because the Big 12 is really going to want Notre Dame. Notre Dame marches to the beat of their own drum. They want to feel super special. They're going to get a ridiculous offer, and they're going to end up in the Big 12, even though all these years they should have been in the Big 10. I personally miss Notre Dame-Michigan, Notre Dame-Michigan State. Okay. Notre Dame used to play Indiana all the time. Like they geographically, those were great rivalries that went on for years. They haven't happened for quite a while now, ever since Notre Dame went to every sport in the ACC, but football, because that makes sense. But we're going to play five ACC teams a year. Okay. As part of our deal, but we're still not in the ACC, but I think they're going to end up in the big 12, kind of a random little sidebar. Um, but Maryland is going to get an opportunity to backtrack here just a little bit. Okay, against number four, Ohio State, a week from today. And Ohio State's coming off a bye, so you're going to get Ohio State's best shot. This is an Ohio State that had a really good win at Notre Dame, and that win looks better after Notre Dame's comeback victory late last night. Sam Hartman's heroics, fourth and 16. He didn't want to run. You literally saw him stop, and then he's like, okay, well, if you're just going to give me 16 yards, I'll, I'll run and take it. Notre Dame ends up winning that game on the road at a very good Duke team, a Duke team that thrashed Clemson by three TDs. Okay, a Clemson team that just went up to Syracuse and thrashed a 4-0 Clemson team, okay, who would look pretty good up until that point. This Clemson team is one of the more entertaining, weird teams in the country to watch. You get thrashed by Duke, a basketball school. Of course, Kentucky's good at football. Like, what, what are these basketball schools doing good, doing being good at football? Jacob asked me that earlier today. I ain't got no answer for that. Okay, but 
they're just, you know, having an actual field goal kicker away from beating Florida State, who's one of the top teams in the country. Although I do think LSU is not as good as people think. It's amazing how all these games interconnect all the way back to week one up until now. It's what's so great about college football. But I, back to the original point, back to the Big Ten, back to what I'm supposed to talk about. Okay, Jeff's not here to keep me in line. It's his fault. I blame him. All right, Maryland, they're fun to watch. They're a good team. We're going to find out how good they are or are not next week when they play Ohio State, who in their own right still feels like they have to prove something. They have the best win of the year so far within the Big Ten Conference on the road at Notre Dame. But you, an argument could be made if Notre Dame decides to play with 11 players. Maybe they win that game. They didn't. That's all that matters. They chose to play with 10. I don't know if they chose to. They just didn't pay attention. But that's going to be a game that I'm excited to watch because I think Maryland – I don't think Ohio State's going to run Maryland off the field. I think Maryland can put up points. I think Ohio State's defense for the first time since 2019 is really good. I think their offense still has some things to prove. And I think with Tagoviola at quarterback, Maryland can make it interesting. I'm not going to pick Maryland. I'm not going to favor Maryland. I am going to say it's a game I'm circling next Saturday and I'm watching because it could be interesting and exciting to watch. All right, you look at Minnesota now. They're playing a Louisiana team. They win 35-24, all right? Um, it's a Louisiana team that's better than people realize, and I don't think Minnesota's as good as people had thought coming into this year. All right, now, Minnesota pulled away late, 35-24, over Louisiana, ending a two-game skid. Minnesota's 3-2 and two on the year, okay? And they were without Darius Taylor, their freshman running back, who had received three straight Big Ten Freshman of the Week honors. He was averaging 133 rush yards per game, and that was second nationally. All right, Louisiana, as I said, better than people think. Minnesota not quite as good as people thought coming into the year. But alas, they're sitting here three and two. And in the always unpredictable wild, wild Big Ten West, you never know what can happen. I'll give you my top two teams in the Big Ten West here in a couple minutes. I'll give you my favorites, my favorite to win the Big Ten West and so on. But Minnesota does pull away late, 35 to 24 over the mighty Louisiana. All right, Rutgers dominates Wagner 52-3 to in a game, and I'm not going to talk about beyond that, but here's what I will say. Greg Schiano is doing less with more. If you remember before the season when Jeff and I went through and did our initial power rankings, we both had the same comment about two teams. Two teams who don't look that bad this year, okay? They don't look as bad as Illinois. They don't look as bad as Purdue did before Purdue had the blessing of playing Illinois. Okay, and that is Rutgers and Northwestern. All right, and Northwestern and Penn State, I'll, I'll talk about here real quickly in a minute. But Greg Schiano is doing less with more. And is it possible that he's doing it again in Piscataway, New Jersey? Is he starting to build something up there in Piscataway again? Because Rutgers is sitting there four and one. I know they haven't played a brutal schedule. Okay, but... They look better against Michigan. You know, as a former Nebraska alum, unfortunately, I have to say this, than Nebraska did yesterday. You know, Rutgers is a program to keep your eye on. I don't know that they're going to be a, a mighty power, but there was a one, one point in time where they were number two in the country under Greg Schiano about 15 years ago. Then he went to the Giants, and that went how it did. Now he's back, and he's doing less with more, and I'm just curious to see what he can build over time up there in Piscataway. Okay. For now, it's just fun to watch what they're doing. All right. Next up, and finally, as far as the games, recap from this weekend, you've got Penn State, you've got Northwestern. You know, if you're a Northwestern 
fan. You've got to be proud of this team with everything that happened in the offseason with Pat Fitzgerald, with all the drama, with all everything that happened. Okay, had to be embarrassing for the program. Everybody, including myself, wrote off Northwestern, including Jeff. I'll throw him under the I'll pull him under the bus with me. And it's not like Northwestern sitting here as some sort of power. You know, it's not even guaranteed they're going to make a bowl game. But here's what they've done. They've won a couple of games and they've looked decent at a couple of games and they fight and they scratch and they claw. And Penn State wasn't even awake for the first half of this game. And Northwestern was and it was way more interesting than it should have been. All right. Penn State ended up pulling away. Drawler did a couple of drawler things. Penn State woke up as the game went along and Penn State got the victory on the road. Against a very game Northwestern, but just plain overmatched Northwestern Wildcat team. There's certain teams that I find hard to watch personally. I find Minnesota hard to watch at times, but they have a winning record. I find Iowa hard to watch at times. They found a way to win on Saturday with their starting quarterback banged up early in the game. You got to give kudos to teams who find ways to win, albeit ugly. There are other teams and other fan bases who would trade all the pretty points in the world for a W and for more of them. Okay, but I find Rutgers intriguing to watch. I've already explained why. I find Northwestern intriguing to watch. And I don't even know if they're going to make a bowl game this year. They may or may not. But they battle and they fight and they scratch and they claw and they're overmatched. But they show up and sometimes they get the win. Sometimes they, they don't. Okay, but I find teams like that intriguing. As, an, as a former Nebraska alum, I think that's what was so tough about the Michigan game yesterday is Nebraska didn't compete. They didn't compete. They didn't compete from an attitude effort standpoint. At least that's how it appeared. And they didn't compete at all on the scoreboard from the opening kickoff. When you watch some of and Illinois doesn't compete. Purdue hadn't really competed until they got the luxury again of playing Illinois. So some of these teams are hard to watch, but they find ways to win. Some of these teams may not be getting as many wins, but you can see them fighting, scratching, and clawing, and I can respect that. All right. I believe I touched on everybody, all right, those who played, those who didn't. So let's talk about the teams in the Big Ten that I think are going to finish the season ranked. Now, these are not who's going to make a bowl game or anything like that because we'll do that another day. As the bowl games get closer for today, it's who do I, we, we were almost, almost halfway through the season, not quite a couple weeks shy of that, but I was like, who do I think is going to end up ranked? Where do I think they're going to end up ranked? What's their record going to be? Who are they going to lose to? So let's have fun making way too early predictions that I'm probably going to be 90% wrong about. All right. So let's start with some of the teams from the big 10 West. And there's only two on this list. All right. Don't worry. The fingernail polish is gone. That's just the light off my fingers. All right. Iowa. Now, this is a team – they got a pretty easy schedule. They really do. Going forward, I think they're going to lose to Wisconsin. I think they're going to lose another game that the, they're probably going to be favored in just because they have so many ugly close games. Eventually, another one's going to bite you in the butt. I think they're going to end up 9-3, and three, and I think they're going to end up in the top 20. Okay. That's my prediction for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I don't think – I'll make another prediction for them. I don't think Baby Ferentz survives the season. I don't think they're going to average 25 points a game. Um, you know, Jeff made a point a couple of weeks ago. Look at what they've done. Look at how they win. Look at how they do it. You can't take that for granted. I almost look at it as if you actually had an offense. No defense in the country since Brian Ferentz became the offensive coordinator about half a decade ago has scored more touchdowns. No defense. Number one, like defense that scores. Not scoring defense, but defense that scores in the country is what Iowa has. What if you had an offense that scored way more consistently? And they're always disciplined. 
They don't beat themselves. They don't turn the ball over. Always good special team. Part return for a touchdown set. Pretty much sealed that victory for the Hawkeyes. So I don't think Brian Ferentz survives the season. I don't know how Kirk Ferentz reacts to that when baby Ferentz gets fired. And I never wish for anyone to be fired, to be clear. I'm not wishing for that. It's just something I'm predicting because it's part of the business. If you're a coach, you know, no one's going to feel sorry for you if you're not able to get your players to perform because it's part of the business. When you sign that contract, you know that. It's just like me as a former football player. I don't whine and moan about 11 surgeries. When I signed up to play football and I kept doing it year after year, I knew what the potential repercussions were. So I'm not going to whine about 11 surgeries. I hope he keeps his job. But part of my job is making some predictions, and that's what I predict. Wisconsin. The last team in the Big Ten West I have on this list. Okay, and then I believe I've got four teams from the Big Big Ten East on here. All right, Wisconsin. I got them going 10-2. All right, I think they're going to lose to Ohio State in a, in a close, hard-fought, smash-mouth game. Uh, they don't have a whole lot of other great teams on their remaining schedule, and I think they end up in the top 15, maybe top 10. If you're 10-2, and two, you could be in the top 10. So 10-2, and two, top 15, top 10. Okay, and uh, again, Iowa 9-3, and three, top 20. And that's all the teams I had from the Big Ten West being ranked. Now, there's other teams that will go to a bowl game, but again, topic for another day. Real quick, before I get to the those teams in the Big Ten East, make sure you see what our friends at Jacobson Seed Company are all about, your healthy hybrid advantage. Farmers, thanks for watching the Big Ten show. But we can give you more than just great Big Ten coverage. We can help you with your fields. Go to jacobsonseed.com. Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. Check them out at jacobsonseed.com. I'm going to start with Maryland. Now, this is a Maryland team that's probably going to have more losses than Wisconsin, a similar record to Iowa, and I think they're better than both those teams. I would love to see Maryland and Wisconsin play. I think that'd be a phenomenal game. Um, but they got a tougher schedule. They've got to play Ohio State. And I guess I'm giving away my prediction for that game because I do have Ohio State edging Maryland out. Okay, Penn State and Michigan. I think they lose all three of those games. I do think they end up in the top 20, maybe top 15. I think they probably win their bowl game, whatever they go to. They could be a top 15, 15 team at the end of the year. Ohio State, I got them going 10 and 2, top 10. I've got them losing to Penn State and Michigan. I think Penn State and Michigan are the two best teams in the Big Ten. Okay, Michigan, I said, finally, they got to show something yesterday. I don't know that they had to, unfortunately. Nebraska did not come out and compete, but Michigan showed a lot. They looked like the number two team in the country from start to finish with their starters, their backups, et cetera. All right, Ohio State, 10-2, and two, top 10, losses to Penn State, Michigan. I don't think they get blown out or anything like that. I think their defense can keep them in every game, and I think that Michigan game just might be a complete and utter slugfest with those two defenses. All right, Michigan, Penn State. Pause for effect. All right. Michigan, I got them going 11 and 1. Top five finish, maybe even sneaking in like Ohio State did last year into the college football playoff. Because I do think they play Penn State down to the wire. And I think it's an epic game. And if there's a couple of conference champs that have a couple of losses, Maybe like Ohio State snuck in last year into that fourth spot. Maybe Michigan does that too. TCU snuck into the third spot and didn't win the Big 12. Maybe Michigan does that. I doubt it because I think the Pac-12 champ's getting in, the Big 10 champ's getting in, the SEC champ is getting in, and the Big 12 champ looks like it's probably going to be Texas, at least early on, 
FSU out of AC out of the ACC or Miami. They got some decent teams in the ACC. So I don't know that a, an uncrowned conference champ gets in this year, but if one does, it could be Michigan. I don't know that they do, but I got them finishing top five, 11 one, which leaves Penn State as our Big Ten champs going to the college football playoff. Now, admittedly, to predict a team to go undefeated, when you've got you got to play Ohio State, you got to play Michigan, and you've got to show up every single Saturday. And they just they didn't look great against Northwestern in an early start on the road. You never know what can happen. So they're either going to be undefeated, in my opinion, or they'll have one surprise loss that is not Ohio State or Michigan. So even if they have the same record and they win the Big Ten championship, they'll get that tiebreaker for the head-to-head win. I got them going to the college football playoff as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it has been most fun, most entertaining on my part. Hopefully you feel somewhat sort of the same way. All right, hopefully Jeff is back with us on our midweek edition show of the Big Ten. Uh, we got a Friday game between Nebraska and Illinois this week. Also, we will look ahead to Maryland, to Ohio State. I may change what I have to say later on in this, this week. My thoughts on that game were very, very, very early and very, very preliminary. I did not intend to rhyme, but there you go. All right, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you have a great week before I get you out of here, before another page turns on the Big Ten show. As Jeff likes to say, I'm the almost famous Adam character. I never know how to take that when he says that, by the way. And the only thing that makes me feel better is when he says he's the much less famous Jeff Turn. And then I feel better. But I still don't know what the, what all that really means. But it's just for fun. All right. Before I let you out of here, the Big Ten Show, ladies and gentlemen, Fine Folks at Home is brought to you by Bookmaker. Check out our friends at bookmaker.eu. Great parlays, teasers, straight bets, and more. Easy ways to deposit with big bonuses and easy payouts. Bookmaker.eu. Tweet at bookmaker underscore eu when you sign up and they will get you a hundred dollars free bet just for signing up bookmaker.eu